A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. friends and that's right you've seen the title and you're like but you don't do ups and downs for nxt anymore well we do sometimes when they have a special event and given that we have just entered 2022 and we have new year's evil which very sadly featured no zombies even though we know zombies are part of wwe law point is i thought i'd take the finger of power and give the good bits up and the bad bits are down especially because in many ways this was like one big goodbye letter to whatever the original NXT was. So sit down, grab yourself a drink of choice, beer to tea, beer to coffee, or some kind of fizzy beverage. And let's, yes, what I already said, up those towns for New Year's Evil. goodbye to the cruiserweight title i mean i know that wwe had good intentions when they did bring it back and it was excited for a little while but actually if you look at it as a whole they basically treated it the exact same way as they did 20 years ago the point is it was roderick strong and carmella hayes fighting for both the cruiserweight title and the north american championship and to tie this up in a lovely little package and put a bow on it what a way to start the show They just hit the go button instantly and did every single move they possibly could to let the audience know. I know that it is Tuesday night and I know you're watching on the USA Network, but this is a super duper edition of NXT and not the usual gubbins that you're used to. I mean, at one point they were just fighting over the stronghold like Roderick Strong was doing it and then Carmella Hayes was doing it. It almost became like they were doing a game of tennis. It was just back and forth and back and forth. I think that annoyed Strong too because as soon as he was back to his feet, he hit Carmella Hayes with an Olympic slam for another good near fall and then he was definitely pissed off because these two went to the top rope and they hit this avalanche suplex xplex thing and it was so crazy and it was so like like carnage i couldn't even tell you who hit who they just both landed on the floor in a heap and i freaked out and i was like should i ring someone and then realized i had no one to call and honestly that maneuver was so insane that even if before it both of these guys had just played diddlywinks for 10 minutes and then done that i still would have gone well bravo what a tremendous match somehow hayes wasn't dead after this so he then managed to get this crazy amount of height as if he was Montez Ford and hit his guillotine leg drop and the ref went one and the ref went two and the ref went three so of course we made Mr. Hayes a double champion he's the rookie whereas Roderick Strong is the veteran but now you do say fair be well for the cruiserweight title because you just know what NXT slash WWE will do but honestly 
this was pretty damn good. Saw Bron Baker and Tommaso Ciampa in the back going, oh man, I'm so ready for the main event. And when the camera was on Tommaso, he bumped into AJ Styles and they danced around a bit because I presume they're both good guys now. And this was very timely as way because AJ Styles then walked his way to the ring. Now, maybe I got confused, which is probably true because I'm an idiot. I mean, look at me. Even my parents go, oh, how do we produce you, you absolute piece of trash? But I thought given that it was New Year's Evil, which was basically like a somewhat pay-per-view, we were getting AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller because they have been going at it recently. But instead, AJ basically brought Raw to NXT because they just did a skit. And it was all right to a point because AJ Styles was over like crazy and he said, oh man, I never got to go through NXT, but I love it down here. When Grayson Waller essentially interrupted and they had a big fight and we were told that they will do this match next week. I just think that's a really strange decision because you're probably going to get an audience bump for this show. Next week, I don't think anyone's going to get out of their way to watch AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller. Whereas if they had had a banger on this evening, maybe you could have made somebody go, actually, I probably should make sure I'm here next week because I don't want to miss the follow-up. So this just feels like we have too many cooks in the kitchen and one isn't talking to the other. Like these dudes over here are making some eggs and these dudes over here are making some chocolate and nobody wants chocolate eggs. Also, AJ Styles probably has to lose this. I mean, it depends how you look at it. And he also just lost to Omos. So I'm a little bit confused about all of it and I'm giving it down. Don't worry about that though, because second later, the fun was back. Because it was Riddle MSK taking on Imperium. And even if you had done Imperium versus MSK, I would have enjoyed it. But as we did get one half of RK Bro and we got Walter, this rocked. Nash Carter got wrecked by Bartel and Aikner for a little while before he did get the hot tag to Riddle. And this is when we ensured we had Walter and the former Matthew going at it. And I need this match. I don't care if you do it on NXT. I don't care if you do it on Raw. I don't care if you do it on SmackDown. Also, given that Walter has lost a tremendous amount of weight, he too needs to be called up to the main roster. And WWE, you need to do Brock versus Walt. I am serious. And I'm like a start to Raw. I am just going to stand here until you make this happen. I I mean, that's not true because eventually YouTube will just cut me off, but do it. There was also this tremendous spot where all the good guys flew out of the ring simultaneously. And I was just like, man, what a wonderful sight. And this annoyed Walter because he started barking orders at his Imperium boys going, oh, you better sort this out. And while I'm sure in theory this was a good idea, it did not work at all. Instead, Carter ran wild for a little bit before he did tag back in Riddle, who not only hit the floating blow, but he smashed Aigner with the RKO to get the victory. And because I'm a massive nerd, I was like, oh, look, Monday Night Raw, maybe this is what you should be doing Riddle on your show, because it makes him feel like a big deal. And that is a little bit strange. Like on Raw, he's always Randy Orton's full guy, but here on NXT, he feels like a main eventer. Honestly, take that criticism, throw it over there, go watch this it's so damn entertaining we then found out that the dusty classic is coming back and that joe gacy and harland are going to be one of the tag teams in it when we saw mandy rose arrive in a helicopter which was quite timely because it was time for her triple threat match now she was facing cora jade and raquel gonzalez here and of course because it was a three-way there's no such thing as disqualification so at one point they were using kendo sticks but this just made the whole thing really, really strange because once they were done with the sticks, they went, well, shall we use any other weapons? No, I don't think we shall. And I was like, well, why wouldn't you? If you're happy to introduce one weapon, you may as well go get a gun. It was all right to begin with,
with because Gonzalez is the bigger competitor. So she was grabbing Rose and Jade and just throwing them around the place. But really, this suffered from what NXT 2.0 has been suffering with from a while now. And that's you just putting people in the ring too early. Very sadly, this kind of fell apart. And there was a good bit when Gonzalez was able to hit her powerbomb on Mandy Rose. And then Jade broke up at the last second with a senton off the top. But then she went after Mandy. And we had this weird exchange, which was basically trading the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment surprise roll-up. And Mandy kind of reversed it and did this really strange one when she didn't even hook the leg. And she retained her title. So that left me really disappointed because I've seen this finish so many times. And there was a kendo stick right there. Why didn't somebody grab it? Just go twonk and whack somebody right on the head. So we do have to give this a down. Although always remember when you do watch NXT 2.0, you are going to get these kind of matches because we are quite literally watching people grow in front of our eyes. And in that sense, I do massively respect them. Still. Even though this was a pseudo pay-per-view as well, we still did have a bunch of skits because Andre Chase was then out and he was doing his whole university thing. And because he had a bunch of students at ringside, he even gave one of them a scholarship. I was so proud. We then did have another interruption and thankfully I've decided not to bring the interruption counter for NXT because again, we're only going to do sporadic ups and downs and it doesn't seem fair. But it was Von Wagner, the man who can't decide what show he wants to be on. And the long and the short of it was he whipped everybody's ass. I mean, that dude got something wrong with him. He got taken out by security at one point and when he was doing this, he bumped into the diamond mind and they all stared off. So either he's going to murder them too or maybe he'll join, which I very much doubt. And basically, to sum all this up, it was fine. We also had a short vignette featuring Cameron Grimes, who's going to have some sort of gimmick change in 2022. It seems like he's going to leave the money behind and start chasing gold, you know, championship belts. And then it was time for our main event. And fair play to everybody at NXT, because I was so sure that Bron Breaker was going to win the NXT World title during the last round. But we didn't. We held it off. We built him up. He was kind of a little bit over here and he was a little bit over there. To the point now, I was like, well, if he doesn't win this time, we've lost our damn minds. Which, of course, means he did. Shout out to Tommaso Ciampa as well for just being such a damn good pro wrestler. And if you tuned into New Year's Evil, hoping you would have some kind of visual cue that the old NXT is dead, when Bron Breaker was making his entrance, he just stormed through the logo and I was chuckling away. This is the most WWE thing ever. Should we have some subtlety? <laughs> of course not. Now, it did make Steiner, <coughs> excuse me, Breaker seem like somewhat of a star because if you do get a special entrance, it always puts more eyes on you. And he went off as soon as the bell rang because he grabbed Tommaso Ciampa and he was just suplexing him around the place. Honestly, I don't see how we fell with this guy. Even if you take him and you put him on Raw and SmackDown and say, oh, he's the banker, Bron Breaker, which would be terrible. He's still going to make it work because he's just got something. Ciampa even started to play a little bit dirty at one point because I think he was panicking. Like, how do I stop this guy? And he whammed him with a dive. But when this didn't work, they just started to punch each other right in the face. And seriously, they were connected. This kind of powered up Breaker, though, because he hit the Stinger Splash. And I think he was going for a Super Frankensteiner, but that got cut off. But when Bron, a few seconds later, smashed him with a Spine Buster, he also did a standing moonstone. Now, maybe he's done this before and I've missed it, but it was so effortless. And so now I'm like, great, he's a luchador too. What can't he do? We are going all in with him too, because Breaker was able to kick out of the Widow's Bell. Then he got Tommaso and he threw him through Alan the announce table. And when we were back in the ring, he hit his power slam finish thing. But honestly, Champa grabbed the rope at the last second. 
That was really well done. It was also the beginning of the end because you could start to see what the plan was because Champa hit the fairy tale ending. Bron Breaker kicked out of that to say, oh, I have the power. And then he locked on. I guess we call it the Steiner recliner or the breaker bad times. I have no idea. The point was Tommaso Ciampa had nowhere to go and he put this guy over big because he tapped out and we have a brand new champion. And yes, it's still absolutely ridiculous that we don't call this guy Steiner, but I'm not going to worry about it because I have real problems in my life. And if you go on social media right now, after the cameras did go off air, Rick Steiner was in the ring celebrating with his boy and I started to laugh because I really wanted the caption to be some random man is really happy that Bron Breaker is the NXT champion. But I was happy too. This was a terrific main event. We do say goodbye to the old NXT. And now I am definitely intrigued to see what's next for Mr. Breaks. And it's getting it up. Which did bring us to the end of New Year's Evil. And it was all right. Like, it doesn't feel like the takeovers of old. Although I don't think it's meant to have come across that way either. But I really like the opener. I really like the main event. This was the right time to make Bron the champion. So as I already say, sit down and let's figure out what WWE is going to do. I mean, flub it. Why not just bring him up now and have him win the Royal Rumble? It may just happen. And overall, it's getting it up. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 